2: controversial subjects with the facts can be tense but we are a
1: sub here to make
2: things make sense today we're talking about edibles could they possibly be worse than just straight up smoking cannabis but first before that we're going to talk about utis as well as the difference between green and blue water mysterious uh, <laughs> what does it mean it's we'll so interesting Um, The sun is shining again. We went from a really nice week to a freezing week, but the sun's back out. Yeah, Toronto is like in its
1: um, thawing era. (laughs) And it's amazing. I'm so happy now that
2: I can bike around the city. It is the most beautiful thing a human could do. It really is funny how a a touch of sunlight just is like so pleasant. Being able to just walk or bike anywhere. Biking is like sleigh, mama. (laughs) Did you see there's like a group in Toronto that's advocating against getting rid of a bunch of bike lanes in Toronto? Advocating against... Like removing bike lanes. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Well, I will
1: say it's like, I mean, that's obviously clickable for BlogTO. We talked last week about how negative news is clickable. True. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know how big the group is. Uh, What were you going to say? My point is that when you're biking in Toronto, which is the best feeling in the world, you are just absolutely constantly po- passing cars and i'm just like <laughs> today i just looked over at everyone commuting on dundas they looked miserable and i just zoom 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 smile 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 like yeah it probably feels bad when you're sitting in your car and you're watching these bikes constantly pass you like it i i feel bad sometimes because i'm like yeah i'm yeah. getting to where i'm going so much faster than you i'm outside i'm feeling the city the winds in my hair i feel like i'm flying i'm absolutely ecstatic life is beautiful and you're in your car watching me zoom <laughs> past. like it's
2: not a good feeling it's like I, and I, this isn't even a comment on people who drive because they're commuting or need to work and like it's obviously complex but it's weird to me when people have like a vendetta against bikes it's like that is also a form of commuting for a lot of people in the city. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of people go to work on their bike. It's extremely affordable. It's like, you're getting outside. It can be really challenging but some people do it all winter and that there's like, it sucks that, the, that it has to be pitted against each other. It's like, I get it. Like having too many things on the road is not great but if you put everyone in bikes, we'd all fit and there'd be less traffic. Yeah, for sure. Not and saying that everyone needs to and be in it bikes. it feels a lot better. It yes. feels so good on your ass. Think about the ass. Think
1: about the <laughs> shelf of an ass you can build. True. Is okay. that really what it works on? Shelf? That's, that must be when you're like going uphill. Sometimes I'll be like, I'm bored. I'm going to really focus on my butt cheeks as I push. And then I'm kind of <laughs> like, I think I'm building the shelf. I always thought it was more quad, you know? Yeah, I think it depends on... Wow, bro uh, out here. Yeah. This is a bro podcast. I don't really know what a quad is, but the I'm The front say, of your yeah. like,
2: you know, the thick part at the front, there's the four little muscles, the quads. To be honest, it's...
1: So easy and fun to bike that I'm like, this isn't even a workout. Like, I don't feel that much. Yeah, it's it.
2: honestly only like when you're going really uphill. Yeah, that you feel and like.
1: that's when I'm like, my ass looks so good to everyone in their car. <laughs> peep the ass, peep the ass as I'm passing by, daddy.
2: <laughs> honk, honk.
1: <laughs> okay, moving on.
2: Oh, what did we learn this week?
1: Oh, okay, you go first. Mine is like complicated, and we'll get there but amazing.
2: okay interesting i am excited yours is the mysterious one yeah all right Mine's for anyone out there that's ever suffered a urinary tract infection or a uti okay i haven't just so you know I have actually. <laughs> uh, mo- like a lot of like people who have penises don't get utis uh. because it's like your urinary tract is so much further so like it's just like less likely. Less yes. likely with a dome. More dong. likely with a vagina because it has like more access bacteria can get in more quickly. More likely with coochie, less likely with a dome. Yes, so far as I know. I, I do believe that to be true. It is true. Um, so there is a long time myth that cranberry juice can help prevent UTIs. Yeah. A lot of people drink cranberry juice all the time or like what they think they're going, something's going on. They'll drink cranberry juice or take supplements. So a study just looked into this. They looked at 50 recent trials with over 9,000 people. So it's kind of like a huge meta-analysis. And they found it actually works. Whoa! Cranberry juice reduces your risk by 25%. If uh, who
1: paid for the study? Snapple?
2: <laughs> Does Snapple have cranberry juice? I mean, obviously. Yeah. But girl. is that real cranberry juice? That's just like, that's got to be cranberry drink, right? Okay. Well, don't come <laughs> for my joke. Continue. <laughs> Um, so 25% in repeat cases. So if you're somebody who like gets a UTIs frequently, um, and it was 50% in kids like by using cranberry juice. So, they said like most UTIs are successfully treated with antibiotics, obviously, but especially for people, some people might have it once in their life, but then some people have it like recurring and it's really likely. It doesn't hurt to drink the crayon. Yeah, or supplements. Like you can buy pills. That is just basically the proposed mechanism is there's something called uh, proanthocyanidins, how do I say this? Proanthocyanidins, PACs, and they prevent bacteria from sticking to the walls of the bladder, which Whoa. might help infections. That's like that's what they the believe. in the cranberries? Yeah, and that's what they believe is happening Whoa. and so either way even though doctors and stuff sometimes have like anic- not anecdotally but like what did you say like prescribed it just because it's like been said now they have sort of this more concrete evidence to say I it mean whenever
1: it's like cranberry juice does have medicine vibes because it tastes bitter and especially
2: bad. yeah when it's not like sweetened when you have yeah, like it's rough real. cranberry like juice, your
1: eyes like twitch and it's like this sour It feels medicine though yeah like it's not like it's it's not like it is snap ball it's going down tough Mm-hmm. That's like me and gout and tart cherry juice. Yeah,
2: I always wonder. Like, I definitely, I love a cranberry raspberry, but I'm like, that's definitely not real. No, that's not real. <laughs> like,
1: actually, you were right. Snapple isn't real. It's like it has to be one of those
2: juices that like, truly from are, are gross. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, even cranberries like on their own. I'm like, ow. And you're like, how do you even get juice out of that? Are they yeah. so hard? You and must they, need so many. It's like this
1: feels like it looks like and tastes like what a poison berry would taste like. <laughs> yeah. But that actually, yeah, that's giving nutritional vibes. Yeah. It's not like they're saying dummy. What like is a fruit? Gummy bears. Yeah. I'm like, is there a fruit that isn't healthy? Like, no.
2: There's always fiber. Well, actually, that could be an episode. There's a lot of discourse right now around fruit. Whoa. And how a lot of people. Like, Writing it down. You'll see a lot of like health influencers. So you like stay away from fruit. Oh my... Because it spikes your glucose and it's like, it is just sugar. I'm just like saying the talking points that people say is that they get overly obsessed with like... There's fiber
1: though. That's what every... Like when I read nutrition articles... I think some
2: people are trying... Well, I think we should do an episode on this because it's interesting. I know we had just an episode on sugar, but um, like we had an ASAP Science episode just come out about that. And I don't know. It is an interesting conversation around fruit because obviously it's healthy but maybe to the extreme it's not and so i think like it's gained maybe a certain reputation for being like this ultimate food but ultimately it is still containing lots of sugar so if you're eating tons and tons and tons maybe you'd be you know what i mean maybe that wouldn't be great for you yeah but, I'm but not i think gonna, i was talking about
1: <laughs> i was talking about fiber yeah. which is like when you read nutrition articles now fiber is like the, yeah, you can get fiber from vegetables vibe-y thing. I know, but fruit like I does think vegetables.
2: Have it. Yeah, but uh, uh, the argument. Anyway. Oh, you mean like this this is this is people not eating fruit but eating these vegetables. are like health obsessed people who who are probably taking it of uh, whatever too far. I mean, like fruit. Where are you, where are you seeing it? You see it on TikTok, you see it on YouTube, you see it all in health communities, Whoa. Reddit. I see people talk about it all the time, and it, it is contentious, obviously, but there's like health nuts who are like, you need to minimize your fruit. It's like a myth that it's healthy for you. Wow. It's intense. Aren't yeah. there also people who like only eat like organ meat and stuff? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, take with a grain of salt what anyone selling a food regimen online says. But. Yeah,
1: and especially if they're saying don't eat
2: fruit. <laughs> that's kind of funny (laughs) okay well people are obsessed with glucose monitors now people like have them on and then they'll be like look what happens when i eat a fruit my insulin goes through the roof and these insulin spikes are really unhealthy quote unquote is like what the Uh, thought is so they're trying to use it off data and they'll be like but if i eat my fruit with peanut butter at the same time it's slower release my insulin doesn't go as high because the fat of the peanut like helps to like taper that whoa you really ha- are on fruit no fruit tiktok yeah i've never <laughs> seen this
1: just okay like, we'll do an episode okay. about
2: fruit and it'll also just be about gay people <laughs> fruits fruity okay tell me about your mysterious blue ver- green.
1: okay i'm gonna try and explain this because it's complicated no, but it's no. so interesting God. and it's like very important okay, okay. <laughs> so Blue versus green water. This is from a global water conservation perspective. Okay. So blue water is the water that we always think about, which is like water that runs off the land. It's in our rivers, our lakes, like underground aquifers, reservoirs. So anytime you're like, does my city have water? It's like, okay, well, is there a lake nearby? Is there visible blue water that you can see? Okay. That's how we use. It's the water that you would use to drink for sanitation, for farming, et cetera. Green water is the water that's held in the air Mm. or in the biomass and in soil. And so what they're saying is that like most countries rely on green water, not blue water. But green water is like only seen in satellites, like literally precipitation and like coming off Mm. of like vegetation. So,
2: okay, I'm going to keep going. Wait, does it not make sense? No, I I think that makes sense. But is it like in those, because obviously we live in a part of the world where there's tons of blue water. Right. Yes. So is that why so many places rely on green water because they don't have like bodies of freshwater lakes? Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, it all depends on how the systems of the water cycle work. So, for example, like Brazil gets most of its water from evaporation from the Atlantic Ocean over the Amazon rainforest Mm -hmm. and it falls as precipitation. They have tons of blue
2: water. So that precipitation is considered green water.
1: Yeah, but they, as a country, have a lot of blue water because it's constantly raining. Their reservoirs are full. They have the Amazon, all this stuff. Peru, Colombia, Argentina rely on the green water from the Amazon. So the evaporation from the vegetation and the soil of the Amazon to give them their rainfall. It's not coming directly from the ocean Mm -hmm. and it's 25% Brazil exports twenty five percent of its water to those countries as green water, evaporated water from vegetation. By
2: export, do you mean just naturally? Yeah, naturally. They're not in control. That's the point. That's the point of why they're
1: like, we need to start talking about this. I see. Because no one talks about the the evaporation in green water from a perspective of like value or Or, that it even exists.
2: Presumably, this is so linked with climate change that if we're not marking these changes of green water, we might be in for some like. Unpleasant surprises. Yeah.
1: So for example, like Peru, Colombia, and Argentina... If the Amazon is cut down in Brazil, they will have decreased rainfall
2: and uh, run out of water because they need the they need the vegetative. They rely. On of the, on, br- oh, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that's something I've never thought of. Like obviously, you picture the Amazon being destroyed, and you're like, that's terrible. All these animals are losing their habitat. We're destroying the world. But now water's not going to make it to Argentina like, the ripple, in the quote, air. Unquote, effect of other places that are not necessarily directly affected, yes. but are like the secondary chain of events that happens. So no
1: country acquires more than half of its moisture from within its boundaries. So even the largest countries that rely, like we all rely on evaporation from- Mm, From the oceans. Vegetation, like, and the oceans outside of the boundaries of our countries. Yeah. But for us, it's like, we we should be ignored. Canada is actually like, so big. It's just so blessed with water. It's like most countries, if you think about it, are like Mm -hmm. huge swaths of countries in Africa are like relying on evaporated water from the jungles of like, Nigeria like Nigeria has all this green vegetation that evaporates over to Mm, Ghana so they're never they're never actually they're getting rainfall from again if you cut down the vegetation they don't get rainfall yeah these are kind of like the weather patterns that are sort of normal and established yeah and so for each one degree Celsius of warming global precipitation increases by one to three percent leading to increased flooding and drought so essentially it's like as the water heats up more places are going to get flooded And more places are going to dry as less green water is moving the way it used to. Mm. And then like water is now needing to be recast as a common good for all. So we can't just like focus on blue water, which has an economic value. Like Nestle
2: buys it. Right. It's like you can capitalize. Yeah.
1: There's no, there's no understanding or laws or guidelines around green water at all. Mm. So they're like, okay, wait a second. If we can use satellites and science to figure out how green water works because there's no precedent of privatization of water, but they could maybe control it through governments better as we go into the climate crisis. For example, like the UK privatized so much of their water and now they have like horrible infrastructure of water. So the privatization of water is really Mm -hmm. dangerous. Mm -hmm. And this is like quote unquote water that no one's figured out how to privatize. Well, I
2: imagine even more than blue water, which is like, Stable in the way that it geographically stays in one spot, but obviously some blue water it like runs between countries and stuff. But if green water is like actually influencing countries outside of your borders, that's even more important. Like your political decisions yeah. as one country could have a huge impact on another country that doesn't get a voting say. Like if if Brazil is able to do, like destroy chunks yeah. of the Amazon and all these surrounding countries somehow aren't having a say in that. Well, now this is a mechanism maybe by which to have a voice and say like you are negatively impacting our country our people our economy and all these things it
1: all goes back to something that an ethos of this podcast which is privatization versus like governmental and like (laughs) public funding and it all is saying that we need to for example places like europe because it has like a big the eu has many countries coming together they do a really good job of managing the water supply mm-hmm. because they work within countries and they like commodify it in a specific way the privatization of this is like what through these studies they realize has been like detrimental obviously yeah. to like the water supply totally i
2: mean th- even think of it, it's like privatization allows foreign countries to come and exploit resources like we know there's so many like yeah. canadian companies tapping into like colombian resources and like exp- exploiting that yeah. whether that's for drilling or whatever and so then that the benefit often isn't even coming to the country yeah. when it's being capitalized on so that so even though we're talking about brazil like don't cut down the rainforest like think of how many countries probably have their like steak private that. companies. Yeah, like shell, their... like Dutch yeah. shell cutting down the am- Amazon for
1: years. Anyways, that was so cool. I was... Yeah, you explained that really well, actually. Oh, thank God. I've been thinking about it all day. <laughs> Whew. Okay, green water is where it's at. Let's not let Nestle understand what green water is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They'll just be running around with bottles in their hands being like,
2: we're trying to capture it.
1: <laughs> I have a good segue. Yeah. <laughs> in university, my bong that I ripped hits of weed out of absolutely had green water in it why because the water was green from all the marijuana the bong rips (laughs) that i used to absolutely take wow wow you're
2: really good at segues green (laughs) water get it (laughs) yeah okay and we'll be right
0: back if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
2: Study time. Study time. Study time. time.
1: Today we're talking about marijuana. <laughs> Mary Jane. More specifically, <laughs> edibles. 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 Cannibals. <laughs> Cannibals. Whoa, no. <laughs> Cannabis edibles. Whoa, similar name. So we're going to talk about how the fact that when you eat marijuana, it's very different than when you smoke it. We're going to talk about whether it's actually, with new research, maybe worse for you, but also explain to you how marijuana works in your body. And yeah, just talk about this like really interesting science that's constantly evolving as the world becomes more into marijuana. AKA, I just like
2: saying that because I'm so into weed. I'm just like, (laughs) everyone loves it, right? Most places that have legalized it, the stats obviously show like an an adoption of that. Um, And just on the science of it all, like I think it's interesting because we're going from a space where only really smoking was that available, but now like a lot of people are doing edibles and there's maybe not, there's just starting to be that research to be like, wait, we assume it's better for you in some ways, but like, is it actually? And that's the question of today, I think. We are in Toronto, Canada, where we can buy our weed
1: from Justin Trudeau's goddamn house (laughs) if we want to. It's everywhere. Whereas, like, you might be in a country where it's still illegal, decriminalized, and, like, you definitely should, like, know that (laughs) like before you access marijuana. But... Mm -hmm every other store in Toronto right now is just has a weed leaf on it and it's like cannabis for days yeah they're D-A-Z. all struggling
2: so hard to find a name because there's so many taken yeah
1: <laughs> and it's like every time you're like oh that's a really interesting chic Japanese looking store I wonder if they have trinkets from my home and you're like oh no
2: it's just pre-rolls and edibles <laughs> like it's just it's everywhere and somehow they're always big stores and you're like do you need this much space yeah. to have like an apple like display of just yeah. like literally yeah. a package of edibles and you're like this surely is a bad way of space like a, you normally a clothing store would take up this shop and now there's like one precious joint displayed on you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> and also like they're they look beautiful
1: but they still smell like dank weed like it is funny you're always like wow you've done such an amazing job to design this but it it does smell like garbage yeah i mean speaking you, of edibles no stank yeah well there's a stank on the nose. Well, okay make them and also, yesterday was four twenty. Yeah, we were is recording a this on four twenty-one holiday, and um, I actually didn't partake in the substance, and someone here did, and oh, it's not please. the
2: pothead. Well, yeah, I, I actually didn't realize. You know, so for those who don't know, four twenty is like <laughs> weed day. I have no idea yeah, why. I don't even want to know the history because it's probably problematic or something.
1: There's it, probably it's a probably reason. Dumb.
2: I don't know. It's related to whatever. Who knows? But it but reeked of weed. Even at 420 since we've been university. in university, yeah. One, yeah. It's like on four twenty, April twentieth at four twenty is kind of like, especially when we were in uni, it was like the time to light up. And then it was like, you know. What do you say? Like transgressive? Is that the right word? Like it, it was like you know, fuck the people were like having a weed day because it wasn't legal yet, and like our campus would have like thousands of people standing outside smoking, and it was kind of like, whoa, we're all. Well, I was kind of just like watching from the side, um, but it was like everyone's disobeying the law. Like and obviously, weed became legal in Canada because people hold those views. In the but at the place. ripe age of thirty five, is when you were like four twenty, baby. Yeah, no, but I actually didn't realize that it was four twenty until like eight p.m. last night, and was like, oh my god. So you did <laughs> I <have> to celebrate. <laughs> you did. Yeah, something like that. 4.20 slash 8.10. Yeah, I'm a little slow on the uptake, so double Uh, the time. I have a A really
1: (laughs) bad story for everyone because if there's one thing the scientific research says, it's that the developing brain is not going to be adapting well to THC hitting it. So essentially, a lot of research into the negative effects of marijuana are really concerned with young people. Like adolescents? Adolescents smoking I still marijuana. still feel like an adolescent. You're not. Um, you're way I'm past not. it. They Like they say in um, like the studies that you might as well wait till you're 21. Like if you're young, just finish yeah. university. If you're going to wait to start, it's also going to make marijuana... More enjoyable to you, and the uh, the really negative effects happen mm. when you're young. I'm here do to as t- I
2: say, not as I do over here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm here to tell you that that is not what happened with me, and I actually left. And we're ex- seeing the result right <laughs> now. I left an exam, a physics exam early because it went till 4 30 in order to four twenty make it to a place to smoke weed for 420. Like I literally was like <laughs> skipped your exam in third year university where I'm like, like I'm not I'm not first year third year university. I remember being like, are you kidding me? Is it even legal to have an exam from three till four thirty on four twenty that is absolutely fucked. And then I was like fine I'm gonna study hard and I like at four fifteen was like, yeah, I did that. And I was like the first one to stand up because obviously it's <laughs> on an exam. You should be taking the time. Waltzed my ass out of there, ran to Johnson Green to smoke up and was like, I did it, babe. It's like, that is not
2: cool. And that's why you had to stay an extra semester at university. No, I just stay an extra <laughs> semester
1: because I did science and art, babe. Mm, that's what
2: you want to tell everyone. You flunked that class. That's actually true. That, I'm, I'm like kidding. actually <laughs> mad.
1: <laughs> I'm like, it's so annoying that institutions are built where you can't have science and art degrees. I tried to do both, and they were like, you physically can't do this in four years. Thank Mm. you very much. I actually probably did better than you on that physics You definitely didn't. I definitely didn't. You were always crying because you would leave, and I'd be like, hmm, funny one percentage
2: point above you, <laughs> and I got high on Johnston Green. Um, Definitely physics, I did better than you. I remember that specifically, because I did really well on that final exam because it was worth 50% of your I practice. would have done really well if I had waited the 15 minutes to finish, <laughs> yeah, but probably. I had priorities. We should pull up our old university transcripts. Is that what they're called? Where you have your grades. I'm actually curious and like we should yeah i would love to do that just like see where we're we. goddamn yeah. face <laughs> no you i will say this i'm not trying to be like cheeky and better than like you are smarter than me you perform better in most subjects despite trying way less hard but that's the truth but i actually just think physics, you probably beat me up physics i remember being proud of it cuz i was like i beat him but i was like i tried so hard <laughs> i was absolutely <laughs>
1: ripped okay yeah um so Let's go through the process of how marijuana affects your body. Okay. So fascinatingly, you have endocannabinoids naturally in your body, which are like chemicals that were only discovered that you had them naturally when people started smoking weed. Hmm.
2: and realizing the effects like of the weed. And we're like, wait,
1: they're mimicking this other thing in your body naturally.
2: Right. That would exist whether or not you're smoking or ingesting.
1: Yes. And they endocannabinoids, they affect neurons and receptors in your brain and nervous system. So they flow throughout your body. Again, if you've never touched weed, you still have endocannabinoids within you. And it control, they control naturally your appetite, pain sensation, mood, memory. Ha huh Interesting. Those are all things that will be affected by the THC cannabinoids that you ingest. It's important to know that like the cannabis plant, which has a lot of, it actually has a lot of different chemicals that can affect you, but we talk mostly about THC and CBD when that THC binds to the receptors in your body, when you ingest it or you smoke it, it is having an intense effect on your body. Some people say thousandfold more effect on your neurons than your natural endocannabinoids. Okay. Yeah. So that is why it's a drug. (laughs) It feels great. And that is why you will feel, Enhance things, and why you might not even know you have endocannabinoids in your day-to-day life, because when you
2: have they're not that potent.
1: Yes, and so
2: that's like an important part of. I mean, like any drug, really. You're like flooding your body with either like like a chemical or something yes. that's... yeah, whether that's it's true. whether it's like something that's already in your body or whether it's stimulating something in your body, it's usually stimulating something to a degree in your body that you would never naturally experience. Yeah, and without it, like the highest euphoric moment of your life, like having a child or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you um. The THC... Or playing the new Zelda. <laughs> or
1: playing the new Zelda. Having a child or playing new Zelda. Very similar. Um, the THC
2: itself is
1: not the exact same shape of endocannabinoids that are in your body, but it like, it like mimics it. And that's kind of how a lot of drugs work. That's the work. cutest
2: part about like biochemistry. We're like, oh, it's not the same. It's actually not the same. It's just like... It fits into the enough. receptor. Yeah. Similar. Like it's yeah. just like, oh, I, I can fit this little arm in here. <laughs> I know. It's actually crazy that all it
1: comes down to is like molecules Shapes. fitting together. Turning latches and keys literally to move other molecules that go into your DNA to like cause different things to
2: phosphorylate. It's like, yeah, very but that's how I know that crazy. we're or I'm stupid and a biologist at heart because I know deep down there's like chemists and physicists who are like, yeah, but it's all about like the electromagnetic bonds and like, yeah, it's actually yeah. not about the shapes even though it is about the but shapes. But it is about the shapes, but the electromagnetic bonds... Are ultimately this, what hold it. Yeah. So, yeah, but you know what I mean, where you're like and the shape bonds. you're... At, I think I just... It's so much easier for me and a little biologist to be like, oh, there's these cute triangle shapes and then there's these cute like, oh, inverted like the, triangle like shapes. the and, high school version. Yeah, but at the deep level, it's yeah. like so much more um, yeah. technical. But it is complex. it is a triangle fitting
1: into a triangle shape. Just it's a very complicated, globular, and controlled by many different forces, but it's not that different bio organic chemistry. As someone who was like a visual and like an artist, I was like, this is the easiest, most fun course. And it is very interesting. That everyone hates it because it's the yeah, most visual are screaming right now.
2: You. Being I, like, I, know, it was I know. I know. Easiest. I know. We didn't take organic chem.
1: Well, there was organic chemistry in our biochemistry. Yeah, Yeah, I did. There was
2: there was I took organic chemistry. I didn't take an actual organic chemistry.
1: I took organic chemistry because I was like, This is fun. Uh, Yeah, I did. I took just learning all the different like because it's visual. You got to draw out you got to instead of like when you balance a chemical equation and you're using just letters Mm -hmm. and numbers. Symbols. Organic chemistry involves you drawing out the molecule Mm -hmm. with the bonds. And like at a certain point, I was like, "It's just about figuring out like okay, if a water is leaving, and oxygen is leaving, a carbon dioxide is leaving, so it's leaving from this one molecule on the left. It's now gone." Okay, now- Mensa. No, it's not Mensa. <laughs> it's, it's just not, about I no, don't know, like it's not Mensa. It's just the way. Different no, it's just the way my brain works. I'm like, this is easier. No, I feel like there's other aspects of science that are so like much more mathematical and mensa and mm-hmm. harder for me like i need i just love the idea of like drawing shit out mm-hmm. anyway. this
2: was a side note i'm sorry i started it. your your beautiful mind and um just this dumb little peasant over well here. no <laughs>
1: relating it to organic chemistry thc um has a similar organic chemical shape to your endocannabinoids therefore can bind to the receptors in your body and cause intensity of your endoc- endocannabinoid receptors that would never be able to happen naturally Mm -hmm. And that's called getting high. (laughs) And so when you smoke it, you have to heat it real, real hot and it goes into your lungs and then it goes into your bloodstream, which goes to your heart and goes directly to your brain. So there's no metabolizing of
2: the drug it goes right, right to your brain. Yeah. Essentially. Mm-hmm.
1: Not like, obviously you're not snorting it, but yeah. in, from, a into the, it's way
2: response. faster, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. The access point of the lungs is like really one of the quickest ways to get something into you. Yeah. Well, because the blood goes from the heart to your
1: lungs, then from your lungs back to your heart and then to your brain. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, if you're putting it in the lungs, it's going back to the heart brain. Mm-hmm. It's like, it is intensely fast mm-hmm. and that's why it hits you really quickly and you get high within like two minutes. Eating it, Is so interesting because it's now going into your stomach, your GI system, your intestines being absorbed into your blood. The important part about when you eat something is that from your bloodstream, it doesn't just go to your brain or your lungs. It goes to your liver to be metabolized. And this is where things change for when you eat marijuana, because the enzymes in your liver metabolize the marijuana to become a more potent chemical, Mm. a more high inducing chemical. And you Will be getting higher and it will affect your brain in a different way from eating an edible versus smoking it, which I think is so interesting. And a lot of people don't know because it's like they just like, oh, eating versus smoking, it's maybe how long it takes, but it's like you are actually getting higher. I think a lot of people can relate to that
2: at a proportional rate, though. I mean, like you won't necessarily get higher. Oh, if you ate less, right? Like you're talking about like it has a different impact, but like if you eat less, you could smoke more. Like it's not like a black and white thing.
1: But it's like if you're doing the same amount, okay, it's making you higher. And it's, um, I was like listening to a science podcast, and they were like so funny and cute, and had never eaten smoked marijuana in their lives, and so they were yes? like, you know how like pot, like other podcasts, not like our insane <laughs> podcast, will be like taking a microphone into the edible shop, and it will start with like, oh the yeah, like you sounds the noise of the like, street. Ding yeah like, and it's like hey welcome yeah and they're like <laughs> i would like to get my edible and you hear like a shop
2: person you're like, and you're <laughs> like yes it's, like immersive and it's like wow we used to kind of try that kind of stuff like not as immersive but it's like good for those people who yeah yeah like work. they brought a microphone to buy edible
1: and they were like since i'd never done edibles <laughs> ever i found the smallest gummy possible of two milligrams and i split it in half for like the first yeah. night and i was just like this chick's doing one milligram. Like it was just like, that was their big intro. And I'm like, oh my God, if we had to like bring our microphone into what we do, it'd be like, well, this is the 14,000th time I've done an edible and I'm going to go for 10 milligrams to start and I'm going to dance to Rosalia like for 48 hours. Anyways, um,
2: that Sometimes freaked me I'm worried me about out. that. Yeah. I what? mean like. That we do so much weed. Yes. And like, like, yes, more recently. It's freaking me out too. That's why I want, also want to talk about that. But I, okay, no, like, we don't need to talk about this too much. I'm not like a crazy pothead and most of my life I wasn't, but I'm like in a stage now. But like, don't look at me like that. No, because I'm like, it's not like you've never seen one like that before. (laughs) I
1: just think like, I'm like, I think you are now. Okay. I'm like, I think by definition I am. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Because I think like a lot of these research, they talk about heavy cannabis use being more than twice a week.
2: Yeah, I mean, but there's definitely, like, weeks that go by that I am just like, I don't...
1: Yeah, when we're in Colombia and we can't access it. Yeah,
2: fine. But, I mean, even (laughs) at home, there are times... I I don't find myself, like, desperately attached to it, but when things are, like, chill and... Yeah, you do go times where I'm just, like red in the eyes looking at you like damn it hasn't been high in a while <laughs> but it's more usually because i'm anxious about like other stuff that has to be done and it will just like get in the way so i don't feel like i'm like desperately addicted but i am our life right now has been like fairly relaxed and so yeah. it's like the evenings i'm just like oh i guess it wouldn't hurt and i wouldn't i'm not worried about like being too foggy like today because yesterday i was more 20 i'm like i actually am like super burnt out Really? Yeah. I'm feeling fresh. Interesting. Didn't yeah. have weed. Hair flick. <laughs> no, I guess I'm saying I wanted to bring up, and maybe this is a different episode of ours, like just the overall negative impacts of weed because I oftentimes have glorified it. As yeah, yeah. It's, really, it's enjoyable. It's a way to relax, but I am more and more in my life, like it, I, I want to remember, like yeah. this is not a good thing. Well, it, it affects your... So
1: another thing is that your endocannabinoid system naturally has a role when you flood it constantly with marijuana you're impacting the ability for the the normal role that it plays in your life to be impacted yeah. so it affects your mood it affects your memory and it affects your ability to focus yeah so if you're relying on marijuana like me to do those things then it will potentially be harder for you to modulate your mood yeah have an okay memory and focus like that's not
2: can we do an episode just, like, called, like, the negative side of marijuana? Yeah. Because yeah, they I feel like we, down. like, obviously talk Look, about it very casually. We're that. from part of the world that is just, like, super accessible, super acceptable, No, not taboo. People smoke weed in the like streets. Like, only focus on the negative. That is interesting. Yeah. And, and obviously, like, knowing that it's us, we're coming from a place as people who do it. So I am just, like, not to, like, spook anyone or scare anyone, but I for my own sake, want to be like, okay. I, for a long time, especially with edibles, been like, okay, it's not hurting my lungs. It's like, I feel like it's a nice way to relax and have fun and these things. But now I'm like, maybe I should take a step back. Just Well, let's
1: talk about that. The lungs, like that is why mm-hmm. edibles are quote unquote considered to Coffee. be better for yeah. your lungs because you are yeah. not impacting with fire and chemicals and the burning of the yeah, weed like at smoke. like 800 degrees Celsius when you're like burning it. In fact, you actually have to burn the weed at a much lower temperature to make edibles. It's like 150 degrees. Like it has to, low be, it has to stay term. low. You have to use all these different types of extraction to get it into like the jube-jube or like the like yummy thing you eat. <laughs> but the fact that it's more potent, some of the studies are saying we are now looking at the impacts of marijuana on the brain. Edibles could be potentially more impactful and negatively on your endocannabinoid system right. and brain because of the fact that there's these extra potent chemicals that your liver is activating through the consumption of eating the weed that that might be one way for you to think about not just eating an edible like oh it's so much better because yeah, it's harmless, actually right? yeah. affecting
2: your brain differently and more potently totally i think you're right i, I don't think about that i often just think because i don't like like smoking in the first place not to say like i do vape sometimes oh, i i don't because of my lungs it really but i love the like oh
1: i'm having a joint with my friend at a bar <laughs> oh, like and like if someone sees me just like huffing the joint they're like mm, that guy's sexy like, you think like what so? I, think, I do not which think is bad that. like obviously it's like me <laughs> so literally being, i like, don't have cool. that image
2: at all for Or whether it's regular cigarettes or marijuana. No, not cigarettes. But for a joint, I'm like, oh, what a sexy, carefree (laughs) person. Um, But to me, like, you know, there is obviously so many studies and decades of research on the effects of inhalation of smoke into your lungs. Whether that's from, like, tobacco, but also including, um, like, actual weed buds and now liquid, like, vape yeah smoke Vaping is has crazy. another element yeah. of different kinds of chemicals that are entering into like, your lung okay. and causing different long-term effects for people whether they're flavored and how that impacts so like that's why for me and uh, it's not like i'll still vape sometimes but it is like that felt like a great way to be like wow i'm not even affecting my body in that what, way by eating it yeah, yeah it yeah. just was like an easy know, shift me for me, me to too. be like wow i'm skipping this thing that we objectively know no is bad. actually yeah. really bad for you but now there's this big blank of, like, am I ignoring your brain? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I don't know, my most important organ, some may say. But, I mean, obviously, like, smoking still impacts your brain. But I know,
1: saying, I know. Like, I'm, what, I'm saying yeah. this is how I'm trying to contextualize through the research that, like, weed is not good and... um yeah, like okay, maybe that will be our other video of like why weed's bad, which is lol from like two of the biggest <laughs> potheads in North America.
2: But oh, I please. I, <laughs> I am definitely not that <laughs> throwing you under the bus, doing it. Like I don't think in. someone doing it maybe twice a week is one of yeah. the biggest. And the reason
1: in I didn't on 420 was because I had like eight days in a row. Like <laughs> I actually was like on the night before. Some might call it 419. I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> consume weed tomorrow because I have too much. This is me being. An adult, and then I woke up, and everyone, like numerous of my friends, were like 420, baby. And I was like, Are you <laughs> kidding? It's like the one day I've decided, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not. And then my pothead friend, we played tennis, and sometimes we play tennis stoned, and he was very good stoned. Really? And I was like, It was taking everything wow. in. Me. I was like, Why is he beating me stoned? <laughs> well, okay, that getting high can increase your focus, which can be part of the reason why people use it to, for me, like, for example, as a bit of a crutch, like it helps me focus. This isn't for everyone. Yeah, not for me. And a lot of research on marijuana comes down to a statement that you cannot expect this complicated drug to have the same effect on people that it is on you. It's unlike something like MDMA or alcohol, which they've seen can affect the brain and nervous system in specific ways with specific outcomes. Marijuana is all over the map for a lot of people. You can I have mean, the same type of
2: what? So I was going to say though, like obviously like alcohol impacts people differently, like maybe not biophysically, but I just mean like some people act very different. When yes. Drunk, yeah, but, right? they, but the actual Compared.
1: impacts on the neurons and the depressing, like the depression of the nervous system is more you like specific. And okay. th- from what I understand and from like, the discussion parts of the papers I was reading, they were like, this is a lot more complicated. Mm. And they specifically said MDMA and alcohol. Fair. Okay. That doesn't mean you're right. Some people are like...
2: They're obviously um, having like a kind of grouped effect on your brain. Yeah. Like people who are smoking weed are having a sort of similar experience, yes. obviously.
1: But some people can be extremely paranoid. Some people can be more relaxed. Right. Some people can be tired. Yeah. Some people can be like... It, it, it. More yeah. energy, less energy, yeah.
2: hungry... Like, like nauseated, like it can go on. And you're all smoking
1: maybe like the same joint. Right. Is like what they're wanting people to understand so that you don't just like force people to like consume marijuana because it's affecting you you one way. Yeah. Yeah.
2: True. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting part about it. I think like what seems to be the common thread is that it just like makes things kind of like funny or interesting or just like you kind of feel like the things you're watching or doing are like at a higher level of amazing it heightens your ability be. to think ideas are interesting yeah like based on the amount of times impacts. i've watched the tears of the kingdom trailer stone, and <laughs> i'm just like oh my god <laughs> this is the greatest thing i ever. know that's why weed's so fun because yeah.
1: you're like watching a youtube video and you're like is this the best youtube video i've ever seen and then you're like <laughs> then the next day you watch it, you're like
2: i'm so embarrassed <laughs> yeah that is obviously maybe not cool but <laughs> it's like yeah so um I have some stats on like edibles versus smoking in terms of like safety that I could go into a little yeah. bit. Um, so there is a study I found that looked at maybe 2,500 marijuana linked visits to the ER between 2012 and 2016 Ooh. in Denver. I think this is maybe around the time that like before and after it was legalized. Okay. Um, I kind of don't know. I add that. In. I feel like I read that in the study, but now I don't have it in front of me. So. Only 9% of the ER visits were linked to edibles, which is low, but of those, proportionately more of them were were causing short-term psychiatric conditions. 18% of edible users uh, were suffering symptoms such as anxiety and psychosis compared to 11% of smokers. Hmm. Um, There were more heart issues for people who had edibles. And... Hmm. Oh, that—that that was it. Um, but the study obviously was like, this is correlative. Like, we we can't say that edibles are causing these things, but people who are coming into the ER who have edibles are at a higher chance of these problems for hmm. some for whatever reason. Maybe they're different kind of people. We don't actually know yet. Maybe people who do edibles are also have another activity they do that we can't yet understand. Or they're like,
1: if you were older and new to marijuana, you'd probably mm, start with that. Totally, like that. Like,
2: yeah. maybe it is an older demographic, but. Um, whereas smoking was linked to greater gastrointestinal issues. Like, interesting. Cause that's yeah. so weird. It's not going yeah, in your GI tract, but maybe it just like impacts it more. Yeah. That is interesting.
1: Yeah. I also, yeah,
2: That it weird. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, there just is a different impact. Um, this is, is just one study and it's interesting and it's not like the examples are so extremely different. It's not like edible users are suffering like 50 times more or something, but, um, it's worth knowing like there is a difference
1: and there there is a lot of research about how marijuana can negatively impact people who have family histories of psychosis Mm. so it's like there are hospitals like people know it's very hard to overdose on marijuana to get to the point where like your system shuts down and you die for example with alcohol that can happen opioids that can happen whereas with marijuana a lot of people will be like, you can't overnight. Like, or like the that.
2: risk is so much lower. Right? Yeah, like- yeah.
1: But when, even when they think about pain regulation, because endocannabinoid receptors and systems in your body modulate pain. There are some scientists who are trying to figure out how marijuana could be used instead of opioids, which are so mm. dangerous and you can overdose on it and kill so many totally. people. Totally, yeah,
2: yeah. There's definitely a good cause and many reasons where, like, marijuana, whether smoked or eaten, is like a viable and potentially more like medicinal, useful yeah, medicinal drug. practice, and, that, and but, that's like what started the legalization of it was that scientists and doctors were able to say, okay, fine, don't worry about random people smoking it. We can show that this is helpful to people who are in, like, terminal condition. Yeah. And it can make their lives easier or more enjoyable than they would be without. But my point was that, like, the
1: that doesn't mean that it can't cause psychosis mm-hmm. in people who have a history of Totally, that. yeah. So that's, like, an, like, another part of marijuana that I think some people don't realize is like, you might not overdose, but you can end up in the hospital. Yeah. You can end up ha- going through a psychotic state based on this drug, which is another, and it's like now we're entering the negative weed episode. But like, that is yeah. a really it's important, to important know. thing to know because and yeah. like
2: any drug, I think, like we said, it can affect anyone differently based on your genetics based on your family history based on your propensity to have an addictive personality or rely on something as a crutch for like emotional support or for relaxation in the same way that if you have like liver problems in your family alcohol is probably going to be more problematic if you have like propensity for lung cancer like smoking is going to be an issue so like like if you have You may not even know what these conditions are, but weed might be a more negative thing for you, and you might have to evaluate that on your own when you interact with it. Yeah,
1: it It might not cause overdose, but it could create a psychotic state, which is leaving you in the hospital.
2: And like, there is a gradient of that. You don't have to be in the hospital for something to be not good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, On another level of edibles versus smoking and edibles maybe being more problematic is you know, obviously there's so much more available now and studies both in Canada and the U S have found a big increase of accidental consumptions. Oh my by God. That's kids, so bad. By kids. I just so like, it's like think pediatric- about being a
1: parent. I would really hate that. Yeah. It's your fault. <laughs> yeah. You're like, did you grab the iced tea with the confusing <laughs> wrapper on top of it? No.
2: Yeah, obviously, at the at the bottom line of this, you know, people have alcohol in their homes and have to learn how to keep that away from kids. Yeah, and keep it safe. People, but
1: alcohol tastes awful. To that's kids. true. Yeah, and These it's not designed with colorful gummies packaging. Are absolutely yeah. delicious. They're the best gummies I've ever had. The sours with the Z <laughs> yeah. from Toronto, wherever. Oh, <laughs> isn't there so good? Oh Sours. You're right. Yeah, it's. Okay. L- I'm not kidding. Like I sometimes eat. Like I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do eight milligrams, and I'm like, well, no, I'm gonna do ten because that's the most delicious candy I've ever had.
2: <laughs> Um, yeah, so kids are finding these, um, in a u.s study 23 percent of the patients were hospitalized with a significant increase in both icu and non-icu admissions they found acute toxicity in a lot of kids Um, the most frequent health outcome children experienced was central nervous system depression so that means like drowsiness lower blood pressure and slurred speech so like for a kid it's like way more intense it's so much more
1: intense and as i was saying earlier like a lot of the research on the developing brain of humans that it's like before the age of 21 this is about it's bad the thc is affecting the growth of your brain the ability for your brain to evolve into what it would be without the impacts of the thc mm-hmm. so like if you're giving it to like that's that people talking about teenagers let alone like a toddler or something yeah that's really intense and you'd go to the hospital obviously because it's like you'd be scared
2: yeah and i mean think of it like Say you're even oh having five milligrams, like depending on your body weight, even as an adult, if somebody's like much smaller than I am, say weighs like three quarters of my weight, they're going to have a totally different experience in a different dosage. Skinny so, as a needle. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying they're smaller than me. <laughs> um, but so if a kid weighs half your weight, or if it weighs literally yeah. like one seventh your weight, or you know, like it's a like huge difference. It's why it's impossible to open them. I still can't open edibles. Yeah. But people have said, like, you know, it it all it takes is scissors like in a pot like those bags oh, yeah. are actually challenging to open but you could just take scissors and uh, cut yeah it that's true so like it is a matter of okay there maybe needs to be a cabinet out of reach from kids or locked, yeah, from yeah, kids, yeah. Like, the edible because they're yeah. so simply, like you said,
1: and they they look good, and yeah, but there's nothing more awful than that feeling when you're an adult and you're like, I can't get in this kid's lock, yeah, no, because no. I like, every Pfft. time <laughs> I like I'm like I've opened edibles for years, and I still I'm just like
2: if you throw me a new, yeah. Technique. It's... Those no. are some of the coolest designs, actually. I'm like, I don't know how these work. Because yeah. usually when you want to open something, it's like your brain needs to comprehend what's going Like what the fact you have to on. pull it from just that one part and then it opens. Like, <laughs> Justin
1: Trudeau, you're a smart man. Whoever
2: figured that out. But obviously not smart enough because all these kids are in the hospital. Thanks a lot.
1: No, that's probably in Denver. You know what I mean? They don't have <laughs> yeah, the regulation. True.
2: This Canadian government's on it. Um, I think, like, from my research, it's still definitely early days with... Edible research. When it comes to comparing edibles to smoking, I don't think there's like a lot of high quality research to compare the differences, yeah. right? We're either comparing cannabis as a whole. Yeah. And then the only thing that kind of comes up in this space right now is these like mi- minor differences in hospitalization and adults, and then the accessibility to kids yeah. being like the main conversations, yeah. but that doesn't mean there aren't more. I was that, reading
1: the one about also stating that it impacts your brain with more potency. Yeah. So sorry, the negative I, impacts of marijuana could be like intensified through edibles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, that's interesting because they know the, no one can claim that it's better no one can not claim that it is in fact better for your throat and your lungs right. to eat marijuana. Like yeah. everyone knows that if you're worried about your throat and lungs, which I am, mm-hmm. it is and going if you to had be better. to choose one. Yeah. But now they're it. like, but well, let's look at the brain. Cause yeah. Yeah.
2: And see like what outcomes are associated. And it lasts longer
1: too. It, it does last totally. longer. It fires within your system for a lot longer than when you smoke it, which might also be an impact if you're kind of wanting to, you know, not have
2: it impact you for so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah i really just before this i was saying i want to do an episode on marijuana and sleep you know i'm obsessed with sleep and because i know so many people are fascinated behind how alcohol is such a bad thing for your sleep and i had made a video about that so i i know like there is more research coming about marijuana and its impact on sleep and i'm really curious about that so and if you're uh, if you're under 21 i wish someone said just wait till you're 21 to smoke weed i know that's really hard to say what you would have never listened my I I like kids know. are doing crazy things. Have you seen euphoria?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, I hate that like random old man's fucking concept of kids. Like that shows creepy. Um, but yeah, you're right. I might not have listened. You're right. I might not. Have, I guess many people
2: like, but there's all there's no who told way me- you were. It was illegal when you were doing it. Like you were not doing it out of like a, the like authority telling you yeah. it was okay or not. Okay. All the
1: people who told me not to like smoke weed was like they'd have like Cops come in and tell me and I was
2: always like, ew, pigs. Like I like (laughs) like I I always was like, Cops are creepy. That I it just all it goes back to for kids like everything and for adults is education's important. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're gonna make their decisions. I do think propose it like here is the difference. Just so you know, so you can make your smart decisions. I
1: think if my science teachers who I loved and respected had like a conversation like this with scientific evidence about marijuana and, like, brain development, I would have had a better reaction than a cop who i don't know coming in and being like this is what marijuana looks right. like if you do it you might get caught and go to jail yeah, yeah. and like just like yelling <laughs> at you and being like
2: this is what heroin looks like and being like i'm pretty sure i'm not gonna like interact with heroin i mean it's the exact same reason why like abstinence practice doesn't or teachings don't work it's yeah. like it's more important to provide options you're not going to stop all kids from having sex yeah and so providing it's like protection providing medicine all these kind of things providing access to healthcare is like so important and marijuana like an education
1: when you first do it it's so intense that it's like it yeah i was like in grade 10 or something it's like that's young yeah i definitely waited
2: till i i must have like maybe tried it when i was in high school but like i don't think i really got high i probably like didn't i probably like did one puff and was like oh my god i'm so high yeah and also (laughs) it wasn't until like i met you over here We don't want to get into that. I was thinking about how
1: crazy you used to be yesterday. <laughs> like, I was thinking about how you were like during 420 when you were smoking and I wasn't. I was like, he used to freaking make me feel like I was like, <laughs> like a drug lord, absolute <laughs> like the drug lord of Toronto. Like, because I like smoked my sometimes. Also, I was like, it was you were so funny, <laughs> um, uh. but um, I
2: people change. What yeah, I no, say? no,
1: I know. That's why I w- couldn't even remember that old you. Like it was crazy. <laughs> like, You would like look we were getting so many Oh my god, that was a different time. But um I also think that who you're around impacts you a lot because I was hanging out with stoners. Mm-hmm. I was like adjacent to stoner crew. So I always felt like I was barely consuming weed like, cuz I next was like to I them. couldn't Yeah, cuz yeah. every day after school I'd hang yeah. out with them and they would all smoke weed and I'd be like I can't because if I go home high, I'm gonna like have a panic attack. Like, or or, like I just don't have it in me. Like it affects me so much. I'm gonna wait till a Friday night and we go see a movie, and then I'm gonna like have the time to come home and my parents are asleep or whatever. But I do remember 420, like was the first time I consumed weed at 420 and like went home. (laughs) It's actually like a good indication of how weed affects you. It makes you have heightened experiences. And then also, like, paranoid. Like, I remember going home and, like, for the first time ever in my life entering my house stoned at five when, like, everyone's there. <laughs> and being like, I'm going to study. And then going into my basement and, like, opening my biology textbook, which I never, I would have done that in my room. I don't know why I was in my basement. <laughs> and my dad walked down and was just like, hey, Greg. And, like, went to the laundry room. And I just remember being like, holy fuck, that's, like, my Like I was just like, that is what my dad does. Like it was just like the just my dad simply walking in front of me, like blew my mind. I'm like, that's who made me? This is like all I was doing last night with Ernie. This is
2: my dog. (laughs) I know. I live with this animal. It was crazy. (laughs) And then he
1: came out of the the laundry room and I was still staring at him. (laughs) And he was like, what's up? And I was like, like, happy for (laughs) 20. Or he was just, he said, like, what's up? And then I was like, he knows. I was like, he knows. And then I just was like, nothing, studying. And then it was like, you could, it was like, and then I just spiraled out of control. Like, he
2: knows I'm oh high. Oh my God. Because I was staring at him because being like, you're it's my dad. so good. Yeah. I'm way too, I, I would literally last time, I'm like Ernie knows I'm high. He knows I'm high. <laughs> I'm the same. Oh, speaking of, uh, no, it is like a wild, it, it really changes your perception or yeah. it gives you, gives you pause to really think deeply about like little things, yeah. which can be really interesting. Or and I feel like bad. Or bad. Yeah. Yeah. And I but, think
1: that like my pothead friends, what's dangerous about doing it too much, especially when you're young, is they were already not getting impacted. Like I would like it to function normally. Yeah. And then when I would smoke weed with them, they'd be like, you're insane. Cause I'd be like so much higher and like listening to Coldplay and like crying <laughs> and they'd be like, yo,
2: like chill, man. And I'd be like, well,
1: my nervous system isn't as adapted. Okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's no good to get to a stage where you like, don't, you, you you it's like if you don't do it, you feel like crap and if you do do it, you just feel normal. I know. It was
1: my last weed story but like I think I've told it before but once I was in that same moment like they're all smoking so much weed so they're not high and they're all potheads and they love BMX biking and I just like, it was like a Saturday, I'm like I'm going to partake I and mean, like, I don't even know if I can get it out and so I like get high with them all, they're all BMX biking and I'm like okay, putting in my <laughs> headphones like literally listening to like Feist or something like Cry like literally were you crying. at like a
2: bike pit yeah it okay. was like
1: it was behind Home Depot there was like ju- they'd made like jumps and stuff and I was so high and uh, doing my own thing and I walked and then all of a sudden I just like kind of noticed everyone screaming and I turn and I'm at like the bottom <laughs> of the jump and this guy who's like BMX biking was like what the fuck are you doing? and he slammed into me and oh I flew into God. a puddle and I was covered in mud and I had to go home and my parents this is the part of the story I think I've told we're having like a like <laughs> afternoon, all the neighbors over for like cheese and wine, and I was covered in mud, ripped out of my mind, and I had to walk in, and they were like, "What happened?" I was like, "I was hit by a BMX bike. Oh I'm just gonna go God. get changed and like it was the scariest change <laughs> oh, ever because like it was like every, yeah. ev- everyone
2: staring, like yeah.
1: Mary Jane, like all the like moms are like, "Greg, what's up?" I'm like, "Nothing's up."
2: <laughs> I could not. I would die. Yeah. Die of fear and they were all like you idiot like you just walked in front of right. the jump with headphones this is you you haven't changed headphones <laughs> on ignoring everything around I, you it was
1: also crazy cuz i was like i'm not
2: BMX biking with these
1: dudes i i know myself i want to listen to hillary Duff. You're so i'm have, actually like, gonna listen to hillary Duff. broken
2: brain destroyed lungs and destroyed eardrums <laughs> yeah. those are like clearly the, th- the threads to your life yeah
1: and they'd be like bro what are you listening to and i'd be like hillary Duff. <laughs> <laughs> <And> like <laughs> like i never even like hillary lied about it And like but also broken. corn or whatever like
2: insane wow no. i need to stop okay yeah okay well that'll be another episode yeah thanks for listening post <laughs> oh you, you i was like you can say goodbye for no once. i've said you're i've said enough alive. okay see you guys later we'll uh, see you next week bye
0: if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers